Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, welcome (laughs) to today's podcast episode. I am recording in my toddler's bedrooms. They share a bedroom and we are recording podcast episodes with the one and the three-year-old today. So hopefully they stay cool. Okay. So this episode, we're talking about this idea of wish cycling, which I just heard the term for this a few months ago. And I really enjoy it because I've kind of talked about it in a similar, but different way. And I read this really great article that is linked in the show notes for you. But the term is something that specifically addresses the way that industrial societies and in this article, specifically the U.S. and Canada, we as people and consumers 
severely overestimate what can and cannot be recycled. And we end up putting things into recycling bins or recycling centers with this wishful thinking that it will be recycled and we will be doing our part to save the planet. And it makes us feel better because we feel like it's being recycled in a mindful and efficient way. And the reality is that it's not the way most of the things that we recycle end up not being able to be recycled. They actually often mess up the entire recycling process and are very costly and ruin a lot of other good items that could have been recycled. And I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the, the technicalities of recycling, because that's not what this episode is about. You can check out that article that has a lot of really great information and education for you on that. But what I want to focus with you on today is what we can actually do in our homes now to stop the cycle of wish cycling. And beyond that, I talked about it an entire other episode. I'll link it in the show notes as well. An honest conversation about goodwill and the fact that we as society massively overconsume, and that is the root issue of these problems like recycling and like landfills and how to actually solve it. And so I kind of want to talk to you about the, this is like kind of part two of it next, the next step of that episode. So remember back in school, we had that campaign, that like piece of curriculum that was introduced to us all called reduce, reuse, recycle. It was like this big campaign back when recycling became a thing. They started, uh, you know, teaching it in public schools and maybe some other places, but it was all over, you know, like the news and our media. And it was a part, it became a part of our culture. And it seems like the piece that most of us latched onto is the recycle part. And everyone just kind of blew past the whole, like reduce what you're actually consuming, right? That's step one, reduce, then reuse, and then recycle. And we can see evidence of this in our society because the organizational product industry is a $19.5 billion industry. So this is money that is spent on bins and shelves and over the door hangers and things that you find to organize your clutter when you need more stuff to store your stuff. And the alarming thing about this $19.5 billion industry is that five years ago, it was only 16 billion. So we are massively and dramatically not reducing our stuff. Not only are we not reducing our consumption, but we are creating more demand for more stuff because we need more stuff to hold our stuff. Now, some other statistics that are a little bit alarming or one other statistics that is a little bit alarming about the evidence that we are not reducing what we consume as a society is that there are more storage units in the United States than there are McDonald's. There are McDonald's like on every corner and we have more storage units to store the stuff that doesn't fit into our homes than McDonald's. And these aren't storage units that you're using like you know, as you move for a short-term time thing, these are storage units because you don't have enough space in your home to store your stuff. Why this is the way that it is and why we are where we are as a society is because number one, we live in a consumerist society, which by definition means we manufacture and consume things in a very fast way. 
And then we are also taught and fed this kind of inflated idea that the solution to our consumption is to recycle or to redistribute our stuff or to repurpose our stuff, right? Rather than number one, reduce the amount of stuff that we consume in the first place, which if you know the, the name itself, consumerist society says it all, of course we aren't pushed to, you know, focus on that part of it. We're pushed to recycle the stuff you're consuming. That's not a sustainable solution to consuming so much stuff. And if you want to have another conversation, if you want to listen to the podcast episode, an honest conversation about goodwill, where we dive deep into how we have too much stuff to actually redistribute, we just can't do it. It's going to end up in a landfill, whether it's by you or somebody else, go listen to that episode. But when we, we just lack education on this, right? We lack education. We lack conversations, nuanced conversations about this, where it's not black and white and it's not, no, you can't have any stuff. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't recycle. I'm definitely not saying that, but we need to have these conversations and these education pieces because when we reduce the amount of stuff that we consume in the first place, the need to recycle will also naturally follow. And not only will the amount of stuff that we have to recycle overall will be reduced, but we will also have the bandwidth to learn and educate ourselves on how to even recycle in the correct way in the first place, because we know that clutter consumes our time and our energy. And that includes our time and our energy to be a mindful consumer and a mindful recycler and a mindful repurposer or whatever you want to call it. But when we reduce that stuff, when we reduce the amount of stuff that we have overall, it automatically solves these other issues. And it also gives us an amount of stuff that we can actually reuse or repurpose because even the things that we are trying to reuse and repurpose isn't efficient. And I am not I am not immune to this. So I posted in the group the other day, my, my husband and I decided to replace our dining room table because we have had it for several years and it has moved across the country three times. So it went from, hold on a second, got a baby here. It's moved across the country with us, my in moving trucks. And so it's been beat up. It's worn out. It's wobbly. We've fixed it as much as we can. And it's just literally on its last leg. Okay. (laughs) It's last table leg and we have to get rid of it. And I posted a photo of it in the group the other day. and was like, do you guys think there's something that I can do with this table? Like maybe flip it over and make it a raised garden bed or something. And I was falling into the trap of feeling guilty that we had used this table. It had served its purpose. It was no longer usable as a table. And I didn't feel good about giving it to somebody because it was going to be a project and it's more work than it's worth and feeling like I needed to repurpose it in some way. And the reality of it and what I ended up doing was just let it be trash, right? It was just trash and that's okay. That is okay. But we fall into the trap of feeling like everything needs to be repurposed into something and turned into a project and beautifully transformed into this, like the Pinterest work of art or whatever, and the, we forget that things, especially physical things have a shelf life and they aren't meant to last forever. 
And especially in this day and age of living in a consumer society where we mass produce things in fast quantities and the quality is much less than it used to be, they, they just don't last as long. And that's not our fault. Now, what we can control is reduce our consumption, get clarity on what we consume, and then choose to purchase things that are created in a more ethical, sustainable way with longevity in mind. The table that we bought was mass produced. It, you know, particle board and not super great quality because that's what we had a budget for at the time. And now we just bought some really nice tables that we will keep for decades to come. They will last, they're real wood and they're ethically sourced, sustainable, built with longevity in mind. And that those small shifts are how we get out of this wish cycling phase. And we actually get to the root of the issues in society and can make these choices on things to let go of and and repurpose and reuse. Now, another example that I want to give of feeling like we have to reuse everything and keep everything are glass jars, specifically like glass pasta jars that you buy at the store. So many of us, right. We talk, we joke, but we have a running joke in the Facebook group. Come join us in the motherhood simplified Facebook group that a really good glass jar is the new, a really good box because so many of us keep them. We're like, this jar could be used for something. We can use it as a Tupperware. We can use it as a vase. We can use it to hold pens and you know what you can, but the reality is that you likely won't ever find a real way to repurpose those shelves of empty glass spaghetti jars that you have. You're just not going to do it. And glass is one of the easiest things to recycle. And so instead of trying to repurpose something that is easily and sustainably recyclable, as long as you're washing it out and, and sending it off, you could recycle it and you could actually be recycling the thing in the way that it's meant to be recycled and getting it out of your house and clearing out that shelf for yourself, because you're always going to be able to find another glass jar and actually practicing reduce, reuse, recycle, and the way that it's meant to be done. Pizza boxes mess up recycling all of the time. And a lot of times I know I used to do this all of the time because I literally didn't know the education piece wasn't there. I didn't know you shouldn't put pizza boxes in the recycling. I should have been putting the glass in the recycling. And because we lack this education, because we lack this conversation, a lot of places are ending their recycling programs. My town that I live in actually just sent out a notice to us all that they are ending their recycling program where they come to our house and pick up our recycling because people aren't doing it the right way and it is too expensive for them to maintain. And so now we have to drive our recycling to the recycling center ourselves because people just don't know. And I mean, there isn't a lot of education out there. So if you are enjoying this education in this podcast episode, make sure to check the show notes because I've got links in there for you and make sure to share it with your friends and your family so that we can have these conversations and figure out how to do this in a better way. And I just want to let you know that I, I am not an expert in this, right? I am not somebody who aspires to be zero waste. These aren't the kinds of things that I teach, but I am here to help those of us who are in between, you know, like I have absolutely no idea what to do and I want to be better and, and 
wanting and actually being better, right? Those people and the people who want to be educated and have conversations about this and figure out new ways that we can put this into practice. That's what I'm offering in this podcast episode. And of course, I believe, I really do believe that decluttering is the most sustainable thing that you can do because it resets your consumption habits. It gives you clarity that you will never, ever get on what you've consumed and how you consume and how you want to move forward in a better way. If you don't declutter, you just won't ever get the kind of clarity that decluttering gives you in your consumption habits. And so that's what all of these other podcast episodes are about. That is what my course decluttering simplified is about. It's a step-by-step program to help you declutter your home once and for all it's step one of reduce, reuse and recycle. And I would love to support you in this. I know how to reduce. I also give you a whole lot of grace because I think that while you are figuring this out for yourself and figuring out how to be a better consumer and a more mindful declutterer that sometimes you just have to make the decision to move forward. And that means trashing things and it means donating things. And it means, you know, cutting your losses on the potential money that you could earn by trying to sell it for a year or whatever, I can help you with a reduced part. And then I would love to have the continued conversation with you and things that you do in your everyday life that you would love to share with not only me, but everyone in the motherhood simplified community about how you reuse things or how you recycle things. Oh, because the other thing about the reuse part of this, and then we'll hang up on this podcast episode is Reusing doesn't mean transforming it into something that it was not originally. Reusing can be something as simple as taking your glass jar and filling it up with bulk spices from the bulk section of your grocery store. That can be reusing. It can be as simple as that. It doesn't mean you have to completely refurbish your couch, right? (laughs) It can be as simple as refilling the jars that you already have. So Thank you so much for hanging out in this episode. I would love to hear how you are a more wonderful consumer. I would love to hear any resources you have about recycling and reusing and repurposing. And of course, I will see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting 
this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.